Welcome to the Hard Pick, Harder Hits podcast. I'm your host, Antoine Collins. We're going to hop right into the Kyrie debate on this trade. Why has Kyrie Irving not been traded yet? What is going on? I mean, right now, we are talking about the best point guard in the East. You can make a case for John Wall if you want to, but I'm going with Kyrie Irving. How come Kyrie Irving has not been able to be traded yet? I mean, he's talking about he wants to get traded to the Knicks is one of his places he wants to get traded for. I mean, you got Carmelo Anthony over there. You got uh, Persingas over there, even though Persingas is pretty much untouchable right now. But how come Kyrie Irving has not been able to be traded to some of these other teams that need one of the best point guards in the East? Well, it comes down to it. You don't know if Kyrie Irving is going to stay with you. Even if you are on Kyrie Irving's list of teams that he really wants to go to you have no clue if Kyrie Irving is going to want to stay in this type of situation his contract is going to be up to get Kyrie Irving you're gonna have to trade key pieces and why would I trade my key pieces that I might have locked up longer than Kyrie Irving for somebody that has came out and say that he will not promise to be committed to whatever team he gets traded to so even if you could pull a miracle and trade the 22-year-old, newly 22-year-old Persingas for a 25-year-old Kyrie Irving. Why, as the Knicks, would I do that? Even if I need me a point guard like that, okay? Even if I say, you know what? We're going to ride with Carmelo, but I need me a point guard. So y'all could take Persingas. Let me get uh, Kyrie Irving, and you know what? Let me get a uh, Shumpert or uh, a Jefferson in there also. Even if you try to put all that together, if Kyrie Irving does not like the team build over at the Knicks and he leaves, I'm left with nothing. This is a hard place to be in because you have one of the best players that's available and people really want a Kyrie Irving, but they can't afford what it takes to get them because the Cavaliers is not going to take less for Kyrie Irving, which when it boils down to it, that might be what the Cavaliers have to do. If the Cavaliers want to get rid of Kyrie Irving, if the Cavaliers want to trade Kyrie Irving, they going they are going to have to settle. They're going to, have to settle for something that they might not like. It might be a little bit less than what it is. I'm not saying you give Kyrie Irving away by any means. You cannot do that. You'd be crazy. But you probably won't get everything that you want. You probably won't get no draft picks. You probably won't get as much players as you want. But if you really want to trade Kyrie Irving, you have to compromise because of the situation that you put yourself in. Don't get me wrong. This ain't nobody else's fault but the Cavaliers. This information was given to you with enough time to make something work. This information was given to you secretly before it even came out to the public. The things that have hurt you is not Kyrie Irving. It's what came out after it was general knowledge of Kyrie Irving want to be traded. If you only knew about the Kyrie Irving trade request like you're supposed to, and you didn't have leaks in your organization, then you would be able to get what you want for Kyrie Irving. But once it comes out, once it comes out that Kyrie Irving wants to leave, that you're trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving, and then it comes out even further that Kyrie Irving might not even be committed to whatever team he gets traded to, now 
you have no more leverage. You have no leverage at all. Because I know you're trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving now. And then on top of that, I know he might not even stay with me. So why would I give you one of my top players or even my second and some other players for somebody that might just leave me and go wherever he wants to go when his contract is up? Because he named the list. He named the list. So if I'm not on the list of teams, what does that mean for me? That means that I have to try to keep Kyrie Irving happy and, and do all his requests just so he doesn't leave me when this contract is done and join up with his list. And also the fact that LeBron James has not committed to staying longer in Cleveland does not help this. So even if the Cleveland Cavaliers wanted to move on Kyrie Irving, they don't know if LeBron James is even going to be there. And you have Kyrie Irving a year longer contractual-wise than LeBron James. So if you are getting rid of Kyrie Irving, then LeBron, because he's not saying nothing. LeBron's not hitting towards nothing. I mean, you, we could try to break down how many tweets we want, how many social media um, things we want. He's not saying nothing. So the fact that the Cavaliers don't know if they're going to have a LeBron James... What can you really know what to trade for, for a Kyrie Irving? So if I'm not building a team around LeBron because LeBron leaves and I get these players thinking LeBron is going to stay, once LeBron leaves, now I'm out even more. Because as an owner, I want to know what's going on. I want to know who is my main player going to be. And right now, it's looking like both of them are about to leave but if both of them are about to leave i need to hang on to the one that i got a little bit longer i got kyrie irving longer so i have a better chance of changing his mind when lebron james leaves than i do lebron because lebron ain't saying nothing and he got this one season now i know this situation is tough for the cavaliers but they got to make a choice one way or the other you have to put your eggs in one basket you, you cannot spread your eggs out anymore because one of these chickens are going to lead a coup. That's, that's how this is going to go. You got LeBron James is going to leave or Kyrie Irving is going to leave. You need to bet on who has the better chance of staying. Is it LeBron James? Can you put the pieces around LeBron James for him to stay? Is it Kyrie Irving? Can you rekindle your relationship with Kyrie Irving and... Get him to stay and trust that you are best for his future. But you got to do something because you can't sit around. Because you sit around, you're going to sit around with nothing. Because you lose LeBron James, you can try to deal with Kyrie Irving. But I promise you, you won't get something that can bring your franchise back to greatness. I mean, LeBron got everybody guessing where they're going. Blake Griffin comes on and says he thinks he has a better chance going to the Knicks than he does the Lakers after his contract is up. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not a bad concept. The Knicks are in the East. The Lakers are in the West. The Lakers does have a harder road to get to the finals. If LeBron stays in the East, he still got that same easy road. But this man is not trying to go over to the Knicks and try to fix what is broken. He is going to an organization that can give him a ring. LeBron ain't young. LeBron ain't going for no two, three year operation where maybe down the road we can get this working. He wants it working now. He definitely wants it working now. And LeBron James is not a player that will go to a team that still needs a that still needs some key pieces to rebuild. Even if even if the Knicks keep a Carmelo, 
Even if the Knicks still got uh, Porzingis, the unicorn over there, LeBron going over there is not enough to unseat the Golden State Warriors. LeBron going over there is not going to be good enough to be in a position to even get to the finals. That that is a harder that's a harder road playing over there with the Knicks and even beating the teams in the East. LeBron over there in the Knicks against the Wizards is not a for sure sweep. The Knicks against uh, the Celtics is not a for sure sweep, even with LeBron. That Those are some not easy games you're talking about here. So unless LeBron can pull a miracle and get key players from the Cavaliers and take over to the Knicks, there's no chance there. You need a Kevin Love. You need a J.R. Smith. You need a lot of the contributors over at the Cavaliers side bring it over to the Knicks, and then maybe it will help you. But it's not going to beat Golden State. If LeBron is looking to up his legacy even more and get those rings and get those championships, he is going to need the antidote for Golden State. Everybody else that moved west. So basically anybody that LeBron James could have required to really help him beat the Warriors have already moved over to the Western Conference with the Warriors have already got their contracts up. So even if LeBron James chooses to leave and goes to the Knicks, who will he have with him? But the truth of the matter is, I'm not too sure if Blake Griffin wants LeBron James to be in LA in the first place. Because the LA Clippers with Chris Paul leaving is just going to be a serious joke right now. You have an injury-prone player by the name of Blake Griffin, whose skill set is not even what it used to be as far as being a high flyer, because DeAndre Jordan is a high flyer out there right now. I don't see Blake Griffin doing half the things that he used to do. It's not like he worked on anything else on his game to supplement that once that athletic side of him started diminishing, because best believe, I don't care how high you fly or how hard you dunk, at a certain time in your life, your body just can't do it no more. Everybody changes up, so it's up to you to acquire that skill set to change up. Blake Griffin has not done that. So if you want to try to sell me that a Blake Griffin can take the LA Clippers anywhere, you got me sadly mistaken. Because even if he plays at all, which he probably won't because he's so injury prone, he's probably going to be hurt during key times like he's always hurt. The Clippers are going nowhere. So if LeBron goes over to LA, meets up with Alonzo and maybe even a Paul George, why do we even need to talk about the LA Clippers? Any ticket I'm buying ain't got nowhere near a Clipper on it. L.A. is Laker. Even with Lonzo, I'm saying that L.A. is probably Laker. You ain't going to get a lot of people that's going to go to Clipper games. Not right now. Not right now. You lost Chris Paul. You lost probably the person who can always be, argument, the best sixth man in the league, Jamal Crawford. You are stuck with somebody that's been injured more then useful. So if Blake Griffin doesn't think LeBron's going to go to L.A., hey, I don't blame him because I wouldn't want him to go to L.A. either because then my team is going to get less and less important because my team is already really not even important right, right now. L.A. Clippers is looking like the Brooklyn Nets. Not far as not, not far as win totals and stuff like that. I'm talking about far as significance. New York, you think uh, Knicks. LA, right now you thinking Lakers. You might you might have said Clippers when Chris Paul and all that was going on because they had their chances. Clippers had a real good team. They had their chances. It's not there anymore. And now all you left with is a Blake Griffin. 
And then we got Carmelo Anthony, who is stuck over at the New York Knicks and cannot move anywhere. There's been no progression in a Carmelo Anthony trade. Now, Carmelo has came out and said he wants to go to Houston. Don't get me wrong. That's, oh, that, that sounds like a very good pickup for Houston. If Houston could get Carmelo Anthony, and we've already seen CP3 out here and James Harden working their ass off in the offseason. I'm not seeing a lot of people do that. I don't know what's going on. But CP3 and Harden is out there working on their chemistry. If you can get a Carmelo trade going on and they can all get together and start working out together, then Houston Rockets has a good chance, a good chance of being in that top three of Western Conference teams. Of course, you got Golden State and you still will have the Spurs until the Rockets show me something. The Spurs are still going to be number two. And then if the Rockets are able to acquire Carmelo Anthony, that will bump them three. I got OKC and Houston Rockets right now head-to-head. -head, and until the season starts, I have no clue who's going to take over. But if the Houston Rockets can get a Carmelo Anthony, that puts them three for sure. But the issue is the Knicks feel like they will not get any value of what they wanted if they traded Carmelo to the Houston Rockets. Now, Carmelo has a no-trade clause. So it's not like Knicks can go out and trade Carmelo to whoever they want. Just try to get the best amount of assets back. Carmelo has to waive that no-trade clause. And he's willing to waive it if he's, if he's getting traded to the Houston Rockets. He is not willing to waive it if he's getting traded to the Sacramento Kings. So basically, that's what's holding everything up. Because the Knicks want more from Carmelo. Carmelo's like, hey, I understand that, but I want to go here. And if we go, if we go here, then I'll waive my no trade clause. But the Houston Rockets are not going to give up too much for Carmelo Anthony because even if you acquire Carmelo Anthony, if you give up too much for him, it doesn't help you or benefit you in any way. Because the Houston Rockets are looking to better the team to try to try to make a move and to try to unseat the Golden State Warriors at least have a better chance to. If Carmelo can head over there. That would give them the best chance, but not at the cost of an Eric Gordon, the sixth man in a year, or an Ariza, or anything like that. They don't want to give too much to get Carmelo Anthony. Not saying that they don't want Carmelo Anthony. They also have to make sure that they are set up after they acquire Carmelo Anthony. And I mean, right now, you got a lot of people's future that's just kind of hanging in the balance. I mean, you got... You got Kyrie, you got LeBron, you got Carmelo, and then we also have D-Wade out here. Dwayne Wade will not stay a Chicago Bulls. I cannot see Dwayne Wade staying a, a Chicago Bulls with nothing around him. This is not why, this is not why Wade went to Chicago to make it a new Miami. This was not what he wanted to do. And I ain't talking about Miami when he was set up with Bosch and LeBron or all that, or the Miami now. I'm talking about the Miami before Shaq even got there. I'm talking about the young way, Miami. He did not come to Chicago to make it a new Miami. Now Wade is stuck in Chicago with no real valuable pieces around him. And I cannot see Dwayne Wade staying at the location that he's at right now. I just cannot see it. Look, Dwayne Wade is getting older, people. All right, Dwayne Wade has some years left, maybe two, maybe two, three, maybe two, three more seasons left for Dwayne Wade. That's what I'm saying. Hey, he has been stricken with injuries. Um, 
course, he has injury problems with his knees. And as a basketball player, once you start getting those knee problems, they only get worse the more you play at that level. So he only has a couple more years left. And I doubt he wants to spend those breaking his back in Chicago. So Dwayne Wade, I can definitely see him going to another location. The locations I can see him going to. First, I can see him playing with LeBron. I can see him making a pit stop with LeBron in the Cavaliers to give them a better chance at beating the Golden State Warriors. And I love that pickup for the Cavaliers if it's possible, if it does happen. I definitely love that pickup just because of the fact of what Wade brings to that table. And even if he comes off the secondary, even if he's on the secondary squad, he uplifts that squad so much more than what they currently have with a Kyrie in the balance of a if Kyrie Irving leaves you still got Derrick Rose as your point guard you get Dwayne Wade over there that is going to help balance out that point difference between a Kyrie Irving and a Derrick Rose not to mention we all know that Dwayne Wade and LeBron James are best friends so that chemistry that work ethic it's all already there that leadership, Dwayne Wade has it, and LeBron James has it. So now you're looking at your captain, co-captain, really leading these players and mentoring these players and getting them ready for these games. That That is Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is serious about basketball at all times. He, he goes out there and gives it 110%. That's exactly what LeBron James is looking for. And he already knows this. He, he's already contacted Wade a couple times, not saying currently, a couple times trying to get back on the same teams together. So if Dwayne Wade ends up a Cavalier at some point this season, I would not be surprised about it at all because Dwayne Wade is still looking for a championship. I imagine Dwayne Wade is still looking for a finals run or something before he calls it quits. I don't believe that the competitor Dwayne Wade is, and he's fine with barely making the playoffs and not even making the playoffs until he retires. He still wants to compete. Now, even though I think Dwayne Wade might make a pit stop in Cleveland, I don't believe he's going to stay in Cleveland because I don't believe LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland. I do believe when it's all said and done, when Dwayne Wade is looking for his last year, last two years in the league, he will end up a Miami Heat again. Miami is his home. Miami is Wade. Let's just put it right. Let's just put it all on the table, okay? When you're talking about the Miami Heat's greatness, you're talking about Dwayne Wade. So the way that Dwayne Wade left the organization was not the right way. Now there was faults on both sides of that. We don't need to go into all that, but the way it was done is not the way that you do a franchise player that has granted you championships. Now, LeBron James had something to do with that, but Dwayne Wade also got you a championship with Shaq. Dwayne Wade is the main reason LeBron James even came over to Miami. So you got to give him his respect on that end. So I do believe that Dwayne Wade will end up a Miami Heat when it's all said and done. The jersey will be hang hung. The jersey will be hung in the Raptors, and they need to get him a statue if it's not been talked about. But I can definitely see Dwayne Wade ending up being a Cavalier for a pit stop. Then at the end of his career, going on and being 
a Miami Heat against so he can retire in Miami. Now, if he doesn't go for a Cleveland Cavalier, I mean, I can also see him being the Houston Rockets. I think that would be an awesome pickup if they can't get the Car Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Dwayne Wade is still an awesome pickup for them. Uh, somebody who has good ball handling skills and is a pretty good mid-range shot and still it still gives good effort on defense and once again you have that leadership role as well uh i believe those three will play very well together cp3 james harden and Dwayne wade i like that also if Dwayne wade is really looking for a championship even though this is a long shot because i don't think there's something that Dwayne wade would be interested in doing he can go with the Golden State Warriors. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about players joining the Golden State Warriors to get victories or to uplift their career. But hey, facts are facts. If you want a championship, if you want to put yourself in the best possible position, you go with the team that can do so. That's what Gary Payton did. That's what Carl Malone did. At the end, at the end of their careers, to try to get another championship, they went with the Lakers. Or to try to get a championship, I should say, they went with the Lakers. So if Dwayne Wade really wants to get another championship, if he really wants that another rise to greatness before he calls it quits before he retires, go to say Warriors is a possibility. Do I see it happening? No, I don't see it happening. Just because of the fact of, I'm not too sure how well that would hit off with Le LeBron James and their relationship if Dwayne Wade went went that route. Not saying there's nothing wrong with going that route because you got to do what you got to do. And Golden State Warriors is not the first and only so-called super team that the league has ever seen. But there's still a possibility if Dwayne Wade wants to go for a championship. But I can see him going to the Cleveland Cavaliers first. Then I can see him going to the Houston Rockets. Then I could see him going to the Warriors if that championship is really in the back of his head like that but all in all when it's all said and done i really do believe Dwayne wade is going to look to finish his career out in miami and retire as a heat and speaking about retirement and getting your jersey retired paul pierce jersey retirement game has been named it'll be versus the Cavs. paul pierce and the boston celtics this guy and what he did for the celtics has been amazing i mean a franchise type player yes he didn't end off being a celtic but he's going to end off being a Celtic, if you know what I mean. You can't take being a Celtic away from Paul Pierce. No matter where he ended up, no matter where he his last game was, as far as being a Boston Celtics, that was Paul Pierce. The big three and everything they did, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Durant, uh, Ray Allen was actually that big three, but then you got uh, Rondo and everything. That was the best Rondo we have seen and probably the, the best we will ever see out of Rondo. Paul Paul Pierce really taking that leadership role behind that. I mean, that Celtic movement, that Celtic movement when that first happened was amazing. That fueled LeBron to do what he did in Miami. So we're going to switch over to the harder hits portion of it, the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. took a hard hit against the Cleveland Browns. He was jumping up to catch the football. Now, when you jump up to catch the football, you put yourself in a position where you are protected 
under the NFL defensive player rule, but that only protects you to try to prevent any neck or head injury. So the defender is forced to hit you low. Now the defender hit Odell Beckham Jr. real low on the side of the knee, which then kind of flipped him a little bit and caused him to have a sprained ankle type injury. At first, there was some worry that it might be something to do with his knee because a lot of the impact hit on the side of his knee, and that is very dangerous. I mean, you can mess up joints, you can mess, you can tear your ACL. I mean, there, there is career-ending injuries that can happen inside of your knee. So a lot of people were wondering if this hit is legal or was it a legal hit on Odell Beckham Jr.? And in the rules, if you follow the rules, which you got to follow the rules, right? So by NFL rule standards, it was a legal hit, all right? There are rules to prevent people from hitting low shots at the legs, but it's only for blockers at the line. That is not for a defender trying to stop a wide receiver. Now, the thing that makes it so interesting to me is, yes, it was legal, but was it necessary? Now, if you ask me, I don't think it's necessary at all. It's a preseason game. Yes, you want to win. Yes, you're not going to let Odell Beckham Jr. all of a sudden just bring it to the house after he catches the ball. But as far as you throwing your whole body into the side of somebody's knee, I don't believe that is acceptable at any point of the game. You're talking about a preseason game. You're talking about a warm-up. And you are talking about maybe ending a guy's season or potentially ending, ending his career if that injury was any more severe than that. So even though it is a legal hit, I don't think it's a clean hit. I think it's a dirty type hit, and a lot of NFL players are not happy about this. These are the guy, this, these are these guys' livelihoods. And when you're talking about a player like Odell Beckham Jr., who is still fairly young and has a lot of his career left, a hit like that could have ended it. But regardless of how you feel about the hit, and I feel a certain way about the hit myself, it is a legal hit. It is something where if the league wants to change, they're going to have to go in the rule book and change it. But with the new defensive player rule, it makes it harder for the, the defender to get a clean, solid hit on an offensive player without breaking a rule, catching a fine, or getting suspended in a more severe case. Even after this new defenseless player rules came out, we have not seen a big upswing of players being hurt with leg injuries or anything like that. But this is the nature of football also. When you play football, you get hit. Sometimes the hits can seem a little dirty. Sometimes you might not like the hit, but that's the nature of playing the game. But all in all, Odell Beckham Jr. is just fine. They did an x-ray. He goes back in for more examination on Tuesday. And he does believe that he'll be ready for the season opener. And if they don't have their best wide receiver on the team by far, and maybe even maybe even the top three, top five wide receiver in the NFL, the New York Giants had no chance of doing anything this year. So I know they are hoping that Odell Beckham Jr. is okay and it is just an ankle sprain like the initial report has came out and said. And before that New York Giants game and Cleveland Brown games even happened, you had several Browns players kneeling during the national anthem. Now, this is something that is not going to go away. I know it got mixed feelings from people 
who do not agree with protesting during the national anthem they feel that is it is disrespectful whether now whether or not you agree with the how we one thing we do need to agree with is the why the why people are protesting the way they are protesting why these players are doing what they are doing i think too many people are getting wrapped up on how they are doing it and not why they are doing it and i feel like it is almost a way to change the subject because they feel uncomfortable about the why and they want to be defensive about the how to try to just get it to go away and that is not going to be the case because in a protest what you have to do is you have to try to make a statement you have to make something so noticeable that no matter what people can't turn away because they are going to talk about it and in turn they should also talk about the why you are doing this and whether you agree with it or not the effect is happening it is spreading around the league and the talks of players kneeling is everywhere i understand that some people feel protest during the national anthem is disrespectful to the nation to people who have died for this country but that is not what it is about the protest is about equality for everybody that lives in this country so if we want us to stand as one then we need to be as one you cannot have it say that oh well, i want to stand and respect for the nation but then you got people in the nation that don't stand and have respect for others this needs to be something that's looked into this needs to be something that's treated seriously and let's not get it mistaken this isn't an issue that only affects a few people in this nation this affects everyone everyone people on both sides there is no staying out of this there is no oh well you know i have i have nothing to say on it and i'm neutral on the situation there is no neutral because this affects everyone everyone will get affected in some way by some type of injustice happening whether it be directly within your family whether it be indirectly or whether it just be you just be a bystander and it's something that you have witnessed it will affect you in a certain way so this protest whether you agree with how it's done the why needs to be the focus and fixed and we wouldn't have to worry about the how you can't tell somebody to stand up for one nation and then you got half the nation that don't even want half the people standing up to be in the nation but all in all, I am in support of people that want to protest. All in all, I am in support of people that want to protest what they believe in the right way. We've seen how it can be done the wrong way in Charlottesville, North Carolina, and how things happen over there. Now, the how shouldn't seem so bad of how these guys are protesting versus how they protested. So... Just take a second to think about that before you want to attack players for taking a knee during the national anthem, trying to protest and trying to have equality in our great nation. Just saying. Roger Goodell. Stick it on the football, people. Roger Goodell is not the most loved person in the world, especially for football fans. All right. But... He's looking at a new five-year contract, people. So if you don't like Roger Goodell, you ain't going to like him for another five years because it's looking like he's going to be here for a while. All right. Yes, he has not made the best choices when it came to punishments laid down by the players. And, you know, he's kind of, kind of wishy-washy on things. And, yes, he sticks his foot in his mouth sometimes. 
and doesn't make the best decisions. But what really matters here, people? Money. And that's what Roger Goodell has done. Roger Goodell has made the league money, has made the owners money. And that, at the end of the day, is what counts. Butts are still in the seats. And even though the views have gone down a little bit, they're still making more money than what they were. So that's merchandising. So that's TV deals. So that's the new uh, China deal they got going on. Also, the NFL got a new new uh, TV deal going over in China. That's all money. Big, big money. These are the reasons why, even if you dislike Roger Goodell and his decisions, he hands down to your favorite players, your favorite teams, or the fact that he sticks his foot in his mouth and he can sound like a hypocrite a lot of the times with the judgments that he passes versus one player to the next. He's making the league money. The revenue has tripled, tripled since he took over in 2006. 14 billion. 14 billion, if you didn't hear me. I'm not saying million. Billion. 14 billion. Revenue has tripled since 2006. Not only that, the teams, the value of the teams, NFL teams have doubled. The average NFL team will cost you $2.3 billion. That's, that's what they think they can sell it for. They think they can sell an average NFL team for around $2.3 billion. You might not get the whole $2.3. But I ain't going to argue over $2 or $2.3 billion. I'll take the $2. So the fact is, he's doing his job in that aspect of it. And as long as you're doing your job there, all the owners are going to be happy. All the owners are going to be happy. You're making us more money. You're doing your job. Once you start hurting our pockets, I don't care. Look, I don't care what three, four game suspension you did on my uh, best running back, on my quarterback, on whatever. You are making me so much money because you are handling the business part of it so right. I got no problem with you. Because even if Tom Brady misses those games for so-called deflating those uh, footballs. Even if Zeke Elliott gets those six games for a shaky domestic violence case, even if all that happens at the end of the day, I'm making so much money. I don't even care. I'm cool with it. Cool with it. Cause guess what? Falcons, new stadium, Vikings, new stadium. You got the Raiders who's going to be going over to Las Vegas in a couple years. Money. Money, money, money. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Roger Goodell. I ain't going to say I, I am. I can't stand to do it myself either. But the fact is, if you are not doing your job in one aspect of it, which is a percentage of it, but you are doing a whole lot more in a bigger piece of it, you're going to keep your job. So even if he's messing up and on the player side of it, as far as the decisions and the punishments, which he probably just need to pass that off to somebody and have his own guidelines and rules and stuff like that and have a team for that so he's not so directly involved in that because he can't get nothing right when it comes to that anyway. So maybe that's the best way to do it. But he's doing his job the money side of it. So no matter what happens, we're making money. So if you don't like Roger Goodell, you ain't going to like him for the next five years because with these numbers that I'm seeing that he's making the league and the team owners, Roger Goodell is here to stay, people. Roger Goodell is here to stay.
All right, let's go to wrap up Hard Pick Harder Hits Podcast. All right, make sure you review the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe, uh, check the YouTube channel out, Twan TV. Make sure you share the podcast around with your coworkers, friends, everybody else around you. All right, make sure you stay tuned tomorrow for the next edition of Hard Pick Harder Hits. I'm your host, Antoine Collins. I'll catch y'all next time.